help us tell stories about living on this earth. Please make your charitable contribution today at LOE.org. It's Living on Earth. I'm Steve Kerwood. For those of us who put on a few pounds or even a few kilos over the holiday season, there may be some consolation. It looks like the kilogram itself may be gaining weight. That's right. Scientists at Newcastle University in the UK have discovered that the original kilogram standard is ever so slightly heavier than it should be. Joining us now to discuss these findings is Dr. Peter Cumpson. He's a professor of mechanical engineering at Newcastle University. Welcome to Living on Earth. Hello. So where did the kilogram put on the weight? Around the middle? Uh, I guess it does. It's a cylinder, so that's probably the best place for it. It's a cylinder of an alloy of platinum iridium. It was made in the late 19th century, and the surface of it, we think, has been gaining a bit of mass. Now, I have to ask you, Peter, we still have a single physical standard for the kilogram? That's right. It's the only one of the SI units that is still an artifact. It did used to be that... The meter was defined by a physical artifact, but no longer. These days, the meter is defined in terms of wavelengths of light. To measure a meter, you have to count something of the order of a billion wavelengths of light. That's not really a problem. You can count that many wavelengths. But to do the same, to make a standard of mass, you would have to count a lot of atoms orders of magnitude more atoms, 10 to the 26 or so, in order to make something about a kilogram. And that's really just beyond any counting scheme, electronic or otherwise, that we've got. The ultimate aim, of course, is to have all of the measurement units realized as, in terms of atomic properties or fundamental constants, like the speed of light or something. And unfortunately, that that hasn't hitherto been possible with the, the standard of mass. So we still need a standard kilo. We do, and um, we therefore have to keep a good eye on what's happening at the surface and whether we're exposing it to anything which might cause it to grow. How can you tell that the kilo has gotten too heavy if the only thing you can measure it against is itself? That's an absolutely crucial point. We don't really know what's happening to it. We know what happens to it with respect to other kilogram artifacts made at about the same time. But in principle, one can only measure the differences between them. What we've done is to take samples of platinum-iridium alloy and place them in similar environments, in similar laboratories, in fact, in the same laboratory in some cases. And the result is that you pick up two kinds of contamination, um, and we think that those two kinds must be present on the at least a, a good fraction of the national standard prototypes which are held by all of the developed countries. One of those types of contamination is, as you'd expect, a kind of carbonaceous contamination, or, or, or dirt, we might just call it, which is um, the same kind of carbon that you get on any surface exposed to air. Aha, carbohydrates for the kilo, huh? Perhaps not, not very nutritious carbohydrates, but they are carbon-based. The other form of contamination is, in fact, mercury, which is a bit of a surprise. But, of course, the, the laboratories where these kilograms are kept... Often the scientists have to make careful measurements of temperature and pressure. Until recently, it's all been done using mercury thermometers or barometers. So probably over time, it's quite likely that these one or two of these have been broken and led to a 
a certain background of mercury vapour and mercury forms a nice alloy with platinum so that we've certainly found that very rapidly on clean pieces of platinum and platinum iridium alloy uh, a mercury layer forms. What's the scale of this weight gain of the kilo? How serious a problem is it? It's certainly in the range of tens of micrograms and probably of the order of 100 micrograms. So it's one hundredth millionth of a kilogram. If we were to imagine that we had 100 million kilos of gold in front of us, we'd be off by a single kilogram. That's right. It's very tiny. But there are one or two applications where it probably really is important to maintain something like that degree of accuracy. If you have a, a material which you, you really need to make sure that you're receiving just as much material as was dispatched, then a good way of accounting for that is to measure it, to weigh it before and after it's sent. So in particular, things like nuclear materials, very important to weigh them very accurately so that you can make absolutely certain that none of it has gone astray en route. So what's to be done to get the kilo on a weight loss program? Well, probably with the mercury contamination, there's not a lot that can be done now. It probably gained quite a lot of mercury contamination early on, and that's slowly increasing as the mercury diffuses into, into the polishing layer near the surface. The carbonaceous contamination, we've been working on a method involving exposure to ultraviolet light and ozone gas. You can apply the same intensity of UV light and the same concentration of ozone and remove this carbonaceous contamination. In other words, sunbathing is what you're saying. It's a kind of sunbathing, particularly sunbathing in an environment which is quite rich in ozone. I wouldn't recommend it for humans, but it's very good for removing carbonaceous contamination. Oh, I see. I was hoping that maybe I could get rid of a few kilos that way, but... Um, I can tell you, you really wouldn't be happy to try that. It's quite an aggressive way of removing carbonaceous contamination from surfaces. Peter Cumpson is Professor of Mechanical Engineering at Newcastle University in the UK. Thank you so much, Professor. Thank you. Thank you.